So this morning, can you hear me? Yeah, he's getting it. So this morning, um, Whitney Moreau, Zulu, sorry, she got married a year and a couple years ago now. Um, Whitney Moreau is who she's always been in my life, my sister. Uh, but Whitney Zulu, uh, as you know, we have been connected with them and their work in Zambia um, since soon after they started, since soon after we got here. We've been over twice uh, and taken teams. We were supposed to go this summer and the pandemic obviously um, cut that short. Uh, but Whitney's here to share with us about the work that Impact One is doing, the role that uh, Valley plays in that, and how we can continue to do that in the days ahead. So excited to have Whitney here. As you see, she has little Zeke with her. I'm going to try and take Zeke in a minute, and that might not go well. So just bear with us as we make that transition. But Whitney is going to be here and going to share with us some of their story, what's going on, and um, some information about how that's happening and what we're doing with it. Um, so let me come your way. I'm going to turn your mic on and I'll take him. It's good to be here, even though we are in a different space than usual and half your faces are covered. I recognize a lot of you. So it's good to see familiar faces. It's good to be back with Zeke and introduce Zeke to you all. Um, I'm so excited just to share with you just what God's been doing and how he is continuing to work even through what has been a very, very crazy year. I think it's safe to say that 2020 hasn't gone anything like any of us would have ever expected or ever planned. When we began 2020 at Impact One, we were expecting to grow this year. We had plans to expand our library. We had plans to add 10 new schools into our program. We had plans to hire staff. I mean, we had 2020 was going to be this great year of growth. And then COVID hit. <laughs> and everything changed for us, as it did probably for all of you and what you had planned for this year. Back in February, as we were waiting, news of coronavirus was spreading. Um, it was on all of our news feeds in Zambia. We were waiting anxiously for when it was going to hit because the predictions in Zambia were very dire. We have densely packed communities, people living very close together. We have a very weak health system. We have very inadequate resources. And the predictions were that we would not come through the pandemic without significant death. So we were waiting for coronavirus to come. It hadn't yet arrived in Zambia. We hadn't had any cases. But we also were in a very difficult month as a country anyway. Um, there was a lot happening in February. We were in the middle of a drought that had led to widespread hunger across the country. The drought also meant that we, didn't, we were having electricity shortages because our electricity is hydroelectric and our dams were empty with no water. So we didn't have electricity, which meant our economy was doing terrible, which meant individuals who were already struggling with poverty were facing even more challenges. We were also in a season of some unexplained violence. Zambia is usually a very peaceful country, but during February, there began to be some violence happening around the country, then there were riots and protests, there was mob justice. February was a very, very tense month in Zambia. And at the end of every month, we meet together with our schools for a network meeting. We work with 
seven different schools now in this community, providing training and resources and helping them educate their kids. And once a month, we come together and we meet. And during the month of February, we began by reading this passage. And so I want to start today by reading this passage together with you. It's from Lamentations chapter 3, verse 17. Peace has been stripped away, and I have forgotten what prosperity is. I cry out, my splendor is gone. Everything I had hoped for from the Lord is lost. The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. We read this passage together and we chose in the face of uncertainty and looming coronavirus and just a tense time that we would dare to hope because our God is faithful and his mercies are new each and every day. And these truths, we've held on to them through this entire pandemic, both as Impact One staff and with our schools, that God is faithful and we can dare to hope even in what has been the craziest year <laughs> that we could have never imagined that we would go through. So when I, I'm just going to keep on going. So <laughs> um, when I think about God's goodness, um, I see it most evidently in one of the schools that we've partnered with for the longest, Fountain of Life Community School, which some of you have um, been there and seen, and some of you have heard about and see, heard stories and seen pictures. There we go. Perfect timing. And when I think of God's goodness, I think of this school and all that I've seen happen in this school. You can skip ahead to the first picture. This is Fountain of Life School. Um, I met them in 2013. Teachers Priscilla and Margaret were running this school. And they had already been through many challenges as a school, and they were still struggling with, with many things. In 2013, there were about 200 students that packed into two small, dark classrooms from preschool, from the youngest, from a little older than Zeke, all the way up to seventh grade with two teachers, Priscilla and Margaret. They usually learned like this on benches, they'd sit on the floor, and the teachers had very few textbooks, and they would write the notes on the board. Oh, yeah, just wait just a minute. They would write the notes on the board, and the kids would copy it down into their notebooks. This was how they learned all day, every day. Most of the children in the school, no matter their grade level, they couldn't read. They just knew how to copy symbols from the board, but they couldn't read what these words said. Priscilla and Margaret would um, not make enough money as a school to pay their rent or even to pay themselves a salary, so it was very difficult for them. They would even work outside of the school. They had other jobs to try and take care of their own families. You can flip to the next slide. These Lots of sweet little babies would pack in this tiny room with bare walls, some supplies tucked in boxes in the back, and they would learn on the floor all day long. 
Yet still, Priscilla and Margaret pressed on each and every day to give these children an education. We came alongside them in 2013 and developed a partnership with them, and we began training them. We began training them in management skills, how to lead, how to teach. We started giving them grants to help them get resources into their schools. And most importantly, we developed a friendship with them so that they could come to us for advice, they could ask us questions, they could count on us through difficult times. Seven years later, the school looks completely different. If you'll flip, same building, same place. The kids now sit at desks and tables. Um, they learn with interactive methods. You can see them here, moving around shapes on the table. The learning has changed. Flip to the next slide. They have computers now where kids are learning off computers. They have tons of books. And the, the performance of the students is changing as well. Kids are learning to read at a younger and younger age. The school is just, it's a different place. But then, 2020 hit. And Priscilla and Margaret and Fountain of Life were thrown back into hardship. Because when coronavirus came, their schools were closed down. Students weren't learning. They were receiving no income to be able to provide for themselves or their family. And it became a very hopeless and hard year. And so as Impact One, we walked alongside Priscilla and Margaret and encouraged them in new ways this year. Encouraged them that they can dare to hope. That we can look back and remember God's faithfulness of where they were in 2013 to where they are now and how he has provided for them, and that they can dare to hope in their future. Just last month in September, the schools were allowed to reopen in Zambia. And I was already in the States at that time, and I was texting with Priscilla, the, the teacher at Fountain of Life, and I was asking her, are you excited about the kids returning? And she sent me this picture and said, yes, we are, our simple library. This is that same bare room where those, excuse me, where those babies were sitting seven years ago that's now filled with books, filled with colorful posters and things to help these children learn. I had no idea they were trying to set up their own library, so I was in tears that day when I got the message and still moved today because this little library that they've set up will forever be a testimony of God's goodness in a very difficult year. Because schools were closed, it looked like nothing good was happening, and yet God brought a donor across Fountain of Life's door, across their path. He brought a new donor, and that new donor paid the school fees for 30 children for the rest of this year. And with the, the extra money, they set up their own library at their school. So kids are now coming to school early so that they can read and borrow books from the Fountain of Life library. This, this library for me is such a beautiful testimony of God's goodness and his mercy that even in hard times, we can dare to hope. And in this year where we had planned incredible growth, and we were planning as Impact One to speed up, God had different plans, and he slowed us all down, and he slowed Fountain of Life down. But in that slower pace, they were, to achieve, they were able to achieve so much. 
They were able to take the skills that we've taught them for seven years and put them into practice. Skills like planning and preparing and managing their finances, creating a budget, working with donors. They were able to put all those skills in place so that they could open a library to better serve their students. And I think they were able to do that because this year has looked very different than we expected at the beginning. They are, this little library will have an incredible impact. Um, it will have an incredible impact on the students that are there every day and the opportunities they have to read books and to do new activities, but it will also impact the community around them and will probably attract more students to Fountain of Life so that they can read, um, so that they can learn at this school that has all of these great resources now. This is what we do as Impact One. We equip our partner schools with skills and then we cheer them on as they implement them. And together we watch as their schools become transformed and as thousands of children's lives are impacted through this transformation. Seven years ago, before we began partnering with Fountain of Life, they had very few books and most of their children weren't able to read. Seven years later, they have their own library and their children are coming to school early every day to read. Oh, the mercy and the goodness of God. The change that will happen in these kids' lives, we'll, ne we'll never know what it will do in 20 years, but we know it will be for their good. And that is what I believe is at the heart of God, is that he wants goodness in our lives. He wants goodness for us, and he wants goodness for all of these children in Zambia. So I want to encourage you today, um, in the face of uncertainty and hardship, we can dare to hope because our God is faithful and his mercies are new every day. This has been a very hard year. This has been a very strange year, um, a challenging year. And we don't know when it's going to be over. We don't know when, when it's going to look anything like what we expected the year to look like. And you may find yourself in a place of sorrow and a place of bitterness, of hopelessness, like Jeremiah was writing in Lamentations. Your peace may be stripped away, but God is faithful. And you can look back. Aaron even prayed this morning. We stop at the beginning and we remember your faithfulness. You can look back and look back on, on your own life and, and look and see where God has been faithful to you before, where he has provided for you, where he has rescued you, where he has redeemed you. And you can believe that he will do it again. And you can look around, even today, there is new mercy for today. It might look different than what you were hoping for, what you're expecting, but there's new mercy every day. It may be in the sunshine, that's out today, the changing of the trees, maybe in the hug of your baby or the call from a friend. It may be in a simple library, but there is goodness of God seeping into our days every single day. So I just want to encourage you that you can dare to hope. As for the COVID and the pandemic in Zambia, we 
have seen the mercy of God because what was predicted at the beginning of the year has not come to pass in much of Africa. We have not seen people getting as sick as was expected, and we have not seen, we have seen some deaths, but not near to the number that was predicted. We don't know why, the scientists don't know why, they're all confused about it, but we are so grateful and thankful to God for his mercy that we haven't seen what we expected to this year in Zambia from COVID. I wanna thank you all as a church for how you partner alongside of us. The same way that we walk alongside our schools through whatever comes, Valley walks alongside me and Impact One. Because I know many of you are excited about our library expanding, um, but instead this year has looked different. And instead of your donations going towards the expansion, they've gone towards providing cleaning supplies for Fountain of Life to be able to clean, um, for the kids to be able to wash their hands. They've gone for small grants to help pay Priscilla and Margaret during this time so that they can provide for their family. So I thank you for how you walk alongside of Impact One through years like 2020 um, and how you continue to support us with your prayers, with your encouraging words and your emails that you send me, um, and with your financial giving that enables us to, to see this transformation happen in Fountain of Life. We do what we do every day in Zambia for the children because we want these kids to know that God loves them and he has a special purpose for them and a special place for them. And we come alongside schools and we help train and equip them so that these children can discover their God-given dreams and passions and be equipped with the skills to fulfill them. We do it every day for the kids. And these children often have very difficult lives. They go through things that are unimaginable and are difficult to explain. I often talk a lot about the schools and about what I see happening in the schools because for me, I know when the school changes, there's hundreds of pupils that are being changed through that. But I wanna to finish today by, by talking about one student. I wanna finish so that I just want to remind you that we do it for children like Ephraim. And I actually wanna read you a story not a story, a letter that was written in, by Ephraim himself, by, in his own words. This is Ephraim right here on the left, holding the selfie stick, which makes me laugh. Uh, <laughs> but this story was, this was a story. He was a former student at Fountain of Life at that same school. And this is a letter he wrote to Priscilla and Margaret. And it just tells you a little bit about his life and the impact that school had on him. My name is Ephraim. I'm the last born in the family of four. I am 18 years old now. When my mother died, I was seven years old and my dad remarried. I wasn't going to school. I used to help my stepmother sell fresh maize, what we call corn, in the community. I really wanted to go to school, but it was hard because selling fresh maize was the only income that brought food on the table. My father was a bricklayer. He could go for months without thinking about what we could eat. So selling fresh maize was the only solution for income. I started thinking, he was seven, I started thinking, if I went to school, what would we eat then? 
One day, my friend Teddy Timbo, who was a pupil at Fountain of Life, invited me to go to his school and meet his teacher because they asked them to look for people who didn't attend school anywhere. That is how I joined Fountain of Life Community School without my stepmother knowing in 2010. Early in the mornings, I could run to attend lessons when my stepmother went to order fresh maize to sell. By the time she would come back, I had knocked off. She didn't want me to go to school, so life became hard for me. I became a stubborn child when I was in grade three, both at home and at school. My stepmother treated me so bad at home, I started missing school, and my teacher would send friends to check up on me. I used to go to school only once or twice a week when I was in grade five. My friends even encouraged me to stop going to school and to just continue selling maize. One day, my teacher Margaret told me that no matter how hard your life is, God has a place for each one of us. She also shared how the school started with pupils learning under a tree, which I thought about. Life was still hard, especially after my sister got married and I had to move to live with her. Despite all these challenges, I tried my best to work hard in school and passed my grade seven exams. I also went on to pass my grade nine, and now I'm in grade 10 at Chirundu Secondary School. I want to thank teacher Priscilla and Margaret for taking care of me and encouraging me on the importance of school. I never paid any school fees at their school, but they treated me like their own child. I promise to work hard and help those who may be passing through the situation I passed through. Continue helping others the way you have helped me. These are the children that are being impacted by schools like Fountain of Life. Because schools in Zambia aren't just an outlet for education, but they're a place where children feel loved and feel safe and feel valued maybe more than they do in their own homes. So when you give, you're impacting children like Ephraim. You're giving them the chance to be loved and the chance to have a future that looks different than it would have if he had just continued selling maize as a child. You are vital to what we do in Zambia as a church. And your donations allow us to continue equipping Fountain of Life and impacting over 200 kids in that school. But we, there are so many children out there in our community and so many more schools that we want to grow and partner with in the coming year. And we need your help to be able to do that. We need individuals to come alongside of us as well and to consider giving so that more children like Ephraim can have the chance for an education and the chance to know that God loves them and that their teachers love them and that Impact One loves them and that they have a future. Would you consider, you can flip to the next slide, would you consider joining our Impact Club? This is our group of monthly givers. When you join our Impact Club, you will get to hear stories from one school and how your donations are impacting one school, like Fountain of Life. Just $35 a month gives 10 kids an education next year. 
So I just ask you to consider joining us as your family, as an individual. Continue join, consider joining us and joining our Impact Club so that we can reach more children with God's love and the power of an education. You can sign up online on our website, impactoneinitiative.org. Um, we also have an office in Kentucky. There's lots of ways you can give. If you want to get in touch with me, I can help you set that up. Thank you for the chance to share today about the goodness of God, even in what has been the most difficult, unexpected year for many of us. I want to encourage you again, no matter where you are, no matter what you're facing, no matter what's ahead, no matter the uncertainty that's ahead of you, you can dare to hope because the truths of Lamentations are true. They were true last year. They'll be true next year. They'll be true long after. God is faithful, and he has new mercy for you today. So I encourage you, in the face, whatever is in front of you, dare to hope in the goodness of God. Let's pray together. Dear God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for how you love us and for your mercy. God, I thank you for the lives that are being changed in Zambia because of these community schools. I thank you for teachers like Priscilla and Margaret who persevere through challenges we could never imagine, God. I thank you for the grace that you give them to do that. I thank you for how you fill them up with your love to pour out onto other children, God. God, I pray for Valley. I pray for the people in this room, the people watching online. God, I pray that you would give them the strength to hope. I pray you would give them the grace to hope. I pray that you would just open their eyes to a new mercy today. God, we thank you for your goodness. We love you and we praise you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.